Welcome to Insights to Strength. I'm your host, Jay Love, and this podcast was curated to remind you that you are not your circumstance. Join me as I encourage you through the Word of God, help you to identify your strengths, and vocally walk alongside you in purpose. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Happy Thursday, beautiful people. Glad you're, dra- you're joining me <laughs> again. <laughs> you're super dope. Thanks for hanging out with me every week, you all. Um, as usual, I'm, of course, grateful. You know, I love y'all. Uh, but we are doing and jumping into a continuation of our last episode I let y'all hang it, and I know y'all are like, come on, man. <laughs> so this one is a part two of You Are the Assets, entitled Believe. Amen. So let's do a, a quick recap. Uh, last week, we found out that you are an asset, and that's in order, and that in order to receive your inheritance, there are stipulations in place, right? So before I list those off, allow me to remind you of what an asset is. Assets are useful and they are valuable in people or even in quality. It is synonymous with being a blessing, an advantage, a selling point, and even a high recommendation. And I also asked y'all last week, why don't we ever consider ourselves an asset, right? Before we go on listing of all of the listing all of the things that we own, and to answer this, I believe that not many were taught that they were an asset. But guess what? You are. You, my dear, are an asset. Now, I also left you wondering how is it that you became an asset, and even what makes you worthy. Right. I left you with stipulations that you had to understand before releasing the benefits. Now, that's why I left y'all hanging, because I didn't realize that what I was saying to y'all was so weighted. So I had to leave y'all hanging on last week. (laughs) And I had y'all, I wanted everyone, including myself, to sit um, with what was being stated. And these are the things like one must understand that being an asset requires you to one, be responsible two requires you to be obedient and that you must be attentive and careful to follow the work. Right. Now, last week, there were also some choices that had to be made as a result of accepting the responsibility that comes with being an asset. And those choices were either you could choose life and prosperity or you could choose death and destruction, right? So seeing now that you are here (laughs) listening in yet another week, it's my belief and prayer that you have chosen life and prosperity. This means that you have carefully considered those stipulations or the conditions of your inheritance and that you have accepted them. You have simply chosen to believe. 
John 1, 12 states that states yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the authority. And in some, um, in some translations, it, instead of authority, it says right, right? But he gave the authority to become children of God. Children not born of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Because of this, you are worthy of such an inheritance. What makes you special is that you are a child of God. And he said in his word that he is a son and a shield and that there is no good thing that he will withhold from those who walk uprightly. John 1.16 says, from the fullness of his grace, we all have received one blessing after another. So continuously, I have been reminded of the doors that have been opened for me simply because I am the asset. And so are you, right? We are children of the king. There have been situations I and you have been alerted to because we have the Holy Ghost. Amen. And We've been able to move in confidence and be ahead of others because we are connected on the inside. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Isn't God grand? <laughs> While preparing for this, excuse me, I came across some old notes that were, I believe, perfect for this episode. Dr. Miles Monroe a great philosopher, right? Way before my time, but you know, his studies are can be found some of everywhere. But he shared with the world some time ago a um a sermon about the stage of stages of confidence. And so I have adapted those seven stages of confidence and I've utilized my experiences to fill them in and you know to make them make sense. Okay. So before I get into that thought. I want to share with you all a chant that I used to do with some of my first graders, and it was meant to encourage them, right? Now, this chant began by asking a very simple question. Can you do that thing? Not thing, but thing, T-H-A-N-G. Come on. <laughs> that thing is whatever seems to be hindering your life at the time, right? For my students, it was simply a reading or a math assignment. And sometimes it was just me uh, redirecting their behavior, right? So I'm, I, so if I'm utilizing their be, their behavior and being re redirected, I'm asking like, hey, who's being the leader here? I know, I know it's you, right? Can you do that thing? Instead of them acting up in the hallway. So I asked, can you do that thing? And <laughs> I asked you, so what are yours? What's hindering you from believing that you can't, right? So I'm asking you, can you do that thing? It was a simple challenge which empowered them. The Bible says in Philippians 4 and 13 that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I've come to find this. Nothing 
empowers an individual more than accomplishing what seemed impossible to begin with. For me, those things would be, I never thought I'd be an author or an entrepreneur or even a teacher for that matter. But the Bible stated that greater things shall you do. And that was in John 14 and 12. Now, as the, res the response that my students were to provide to me, as a re result of me asking them, can you do that thing? <laughs> they were in turn was to say, I can do that thing. Like they had to be just as confident, you know, in knowing that I can do this. It seems hard now, but I can do this. Now, their response sometime would actually show, you know, the insecurities because it would make them laugh first before they would even repeat what I said or what the response, right? What I was asking them to do, it seemed random and it made them feel uncomfortable. Can you do that thing, right? I want you to take note. Encouragement to yourself should never make one feel uncomfortable. While I was in elementary school, I remember the quote that hung on the wall and it stated, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. The um, individual that that quote belongs to uh, is Eleanor Roosevelt, right? Or belonged to as Eleanor Roosevelt. And I would walk down the hallway and I would always read it, never understanding it because I was in middle school. But I knew that at some point this would impact my life. It was just kind of an, an, an innate knowing, right? But as an adult, no one can make you feel inferior without that consent. I know that and understand that quote greatly now. So this leads us into the stages of, of confidence that Dr. Monroe said. What he said in those, he said, you should know, one, you should know your purpose. Two, you should have knowledge of your potential. Three, have knowledge of your resources. Four, know your source. Five, acknowledge you are valuable. Six, have knowledge of your ability. And seven, know your uniqueness. So here we go. Your purpose is in knowing what you love to do. An example of this is in uh, me being an encourager. It's one of the things that I do best. Um, it's that and it's nurturing and it's also writing. And knowing my purpose, I found that writing is my voice, right? It's my purpose. It's my purpose. It's what I love to do. It's coming on here now weekly and talking and interacting with you all. Blogging, right? When I began blogging, because I will always just put post and put things on there. So if you haven't even began to follow the, the blogging, um, that I do. You can always follow me at imjjay web.wordpress.com and you will see the uh, see what's been placed out there thus far. Okay. Um, 
um, I writing again, the passion that I have for it was I started to contribute to magazine sources and eventually I shall have my own. Amen. These platforms for now are free and I'm utilizing them to empower, encourage and enhance others. Two. So that's in knowing my purpose. You must have knowledge of your potential. So having knowledge of your potential, this is, he said, whatever it is that you were born to do. So your ability is determined by your responsibility. What God has given to you, he has already supplied. Your capabilities, he said, are the assignment. God's instruction is his injection to you. So what he has told you to do is what has already been put inside of you. Again, it's innate, meaning that you were born with it. And as a result, there is no need to fear what you have been called to do. Both what you were gifted to do and what your assignment is equates to your ability. You can handle it, dear heart. So can you do that thing? Your response right now should be, I can do that thing. I want you all to believe today, okay? Three, have knowledge of your resources. But don't expect what's unreasonable. We all sometimes do this or have done this at some point of our life, right? So an example of this is, be, is, is Lord, I need $100,000. <laughs> Knowing good and well, <laughs> like if he was to give you to do it, right? If you've never had it, you probably wouldn't do right by it if you did have it. And will be disappointed if it doesn't show. Know who you can reach out to. Right. And having knowledge of your resources, who can you reach out to? Who has helped you grow? Right. I have a plethora of friends and families uh, of of co-workers and college connections. And I have so many people that have helped me grow. Truly, I am a product of a village raising me. Right. right. So who do you go to when you're needing and wanting to vent? Tap into that person. What is it that they do for a living, right? If you want to, who do you know already in the nonprofit sector? Even if they are a, even if they aren't the boss, will you work for these different companies and organizations? You learn their methods. You learn how it is that they get, they got here. You learn their mission. And what they are purposed, what their intent is to own that group home, own that, you know, hair salon or own the, become a nail tech eyelash, whatever it is that they do. You, you, you learn that when they bring you on, they have mission statements and vision statements. So now, you know, you, this is your inside, you being on the inside, you're now able to provide this to other people, right? So who do you know? Who is where you're trying to be or wanting and trying to be, right? Or who is it that you look up to is what I'm asking. 
for me, before I started a podcast of my own, I follow people like uh, Lola Kabaya, who is a creative genius in her own right. I love her. She truly knows how she and her husband, Dante, know how to do life simply. And they provide so much information uh, about everything, life. So if you aren't following the Smoking Profit podcast, I highly encourage you to do so. Another person or uh, podcaster that I looked up to was Tatum Tamia, blessed and bossed up. Okay, so I looked and listened to others before I created my own. I loved how her relationship with God, that she is very intentional about her relationship with God and making sure that whatever it is that she is sharing, she's bringing you back to the word so that you do not idolize her, but you you grow a hunger and a thirst for the word of God and that you are being you. She always says that God is her CEO. Nothing gets done without her connecting to him and um, figuring out what it is that he wants her to do, who he wants her to bring on the show, if that's anybody at all. Like, I love those brands, right? But then tap into you. Again, we are only on point three. Have knowledge of your resources. Tap into you. Your experiences have taught you a lot about you. I have learned that I can be self-taught. And over the last few years, I have even challenged myself in the business spectrum as well as in, you know, in politics and, of course, in learning how to podcast. Um I've learned a little bit about investments and how to invest. Uh, I remember in middle school learning how to build a website. And so I attempted to build my own website at one point. We're working on that again. Amen. (laughs) You know, I've engaged in different types of communities. Right. I remember wanting to bring uh uh, my nonprofit into another sector. Uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to be planted somewhere where I could, you know, expand. And I remember the CEO of that not of the nonprofit that I was actually trying to get into and assist uh, or bring my own brand to. He said, and he's extremely successful, right? And has been for years. He said to me. He said, you have it all together for a starter. And that meant everything, right? It. I was nervous going into that meeting, speaking to him. But I was about my business and I researched what it is that I wanted to do and what I needed. And I knew that in order to get my, you know, I needed to know what I needed to know everything that I knew then to get my foot in the door. I impressed him. <laughs> and all I wanted to do is like, hey, can I bring my, you know, my little business in here and work with your women to do blah, blah, blah. And that CEO was like, you, you have it. You have it. He encouraged me like, you keep going. You keep doing it. And he, he's like, if you want to mentor at any, you let me know. 
if you want to continue on, you you let me know. And I to date, I can reach out to him. So thank you for giving me that shot, Mr. Thomas. Number four, he said, know who God is, Dr. Miles Monroe. He said, know who God is. God promised to supply all needs according to his riches and glory. He is your source, ladies and gentlemen. God is your source and he's mine. (laughs) So to be confident, you must know who God is and know him personally in order to know who you are. Isn't this good? (laughs) I think it's good, y'all. I think it's good. Number five, acknowledge that you are valuable. That song that I was playing when we all first came on by Tasha Cobbs entitled Royalty is telling you are worthy, right? Oh, God is taking your his time with both you and me. We are his masterpiece. And so when you know who you are in God, there is no need to hunger for affirmation from anybody else. Your confidence, that attitude, it the confidence that I even have right now comes from personal revelation about who I am in God. So when you know who you are in and with God, you understand that because of your relationship with him, it increases your value. Honey, you are an asset. I need you to believe and know that you are an asset. You got the goods. You got the juice. (laughs) In knowing uh, and acknowledging that you are valuable, I want you to also understand that where you are doesn't change who you are. God called you, he called us, his sons and his daughters. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Right? (laughs) you are royalty a royal priesthood everything you were has made you who you are but know and understand what the word has said about you in Romans 8 and 28 it says and we know that In all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Amen. So number six, have have knowledge of your ability. You came to earth packaged. says, and those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. He predestined you. He called you. He justified you. And he glorifies. Ha, ha, ha. He also glorified. You are great at what you were born to do. 
So stop trying to be all that someone else has been for you. You can only be you. Okay? You can only be you. And so the last thing that Dr. Uh, Miles Monroe taught us is to know your uniqueness. When people ask you who you are, you can simply and confidently tell them, I'm not my circumstance. But if you don't want to be that personal, right? Right? Because we don't always want to relive re relive those experiences. But I, I want you to understand also that we can't underestimate the dent, the impact that they have made in our lives. Because many people look to see who you are after a great fall. Hmm. But understand that it is that fall that created that trenched position for some of us. And them trenches, they run deep, honey. You know, trenches are where soldiers hide, sleep, and sometimes have to poop and urinate, you know, and they are ugly places. And it sometimes we had to work to get, it is work to get out. And y'all, you, me, we've done the work. It took years for us to arrive in the place that we have been in or that we are in, right? Because we had to do some work. But each year, I have found another piece of me. I have found courage and I have found pride, the good type of pride, y'all. I found self-respect and I found dignity, hallelujah, huh, glory to his name. And cumulative, cumulatively, I have found myself because I believe in the God that I serve. And I believed in the word that he, in the word that was sold into me, sown into me. And I believe in what his word says about me. And so now all of my belief has come to life and it's taken on, hallelujah, a life of its own. And I am prospering in it because I found out that I'm the asset. All of what God has poured into me all of the trials and the tribulations that I've been through, hey, all of the struggle, all of the pain, the joy even that's come along the way, the laughter and the people that laughed at me, I was the asset. Those same people will begin to reach out to you for what it is that you know. People pay for what you know. Everything and everybody that you have ever invested into in every conference that you've paid money into, you paid for what they know. You've paid for their experiences. They were the asset, but I'm here to tell you that so are you. So believe in the greatness that is inside of you today. And stand firm in it. Yes, I know that it can be mentally taxing and emotionally taxing, physically taxing. And spiritually. But y'all, nothing pays for the peace that I have when I found myself. I know I'm goofy and that I'm caring and nurturing, that I'm enthusiastic and energetic. 
Oh, man. I learned the ins and outs of life, and there's so much still to live. But I believe in the God that I serve. And God gives me so much confidence because I know my purpose. And there's nothing greater than to be walking in your purpose and enjoying it. Teaching, I didn't even know, was me part of my purpose. And all of these, now I teach in different venues. This podcast is a, teach, a teaching venue. When I'm outside of the classroom or when I'm going into these different youth centers and getting paid for it <laughs> for something I was doing for free. Honey, you are the asset. So believe that you are king, queen. Huh? Believe in the God that you serve. All right, ladies and gents. The I am going on a hiatus briefly, but on next week, I want you all to enjoy this last week of uh, March being Women's Month. Amen. And every day, tune in to our our uh, our other platforms on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Insights to Strength across the board. If you are not following, definitely go and follow us during this time. Uh, I will be with you all in a couple of weeks. But until then, keep praying, keep pressing, and stand tall. And don't forget to believe. Love you all with the love of the Lord. Peace out.